Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. I'm going to start a series uh, that I will preach three Sundays about a hungry heart. A hungry heart. Have you ever been walking through Central Station or somewhere and you, you know, you've been eating breakfast, you're good, you're on your way to work or on your way somewhere else and you're just walking by and all of a sudden you, 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 you can sense the smell and it's like... New baked cinnamon rolls, and you just feel like a coffee and some bulle is calling for you, you know. And, and, and you can sense that I might have some space left. I feel I'm still a little bit hungry, just a little bit, and, and you can make, make space for that cinnamon roll. Um, just because you're hungry. Or a couple of years ago, I went to the store. We've been, I was in Bible school. We had done a three days fast. Now it was the last day. And, and I mean, if you just look at the calendar, you can see that 12 o'clock, a new day starts, right? We should fast for three days. So of course, after 12 o'clock, we could start to eat again. All right. So me and my friends, we went to the store nine o'clock in the evening. We haven't been eating for three days, just fasting. And we went there and we was like, what should we eat? Let's take taco. We, we, we took some taco. And then we passed by the grill and we saw the barbecued chicken. <sighs> Let's grab a couple of chickens. And we go, oh, meat, burgers. I mean burgers. We grab a couple of burgers. And, and, and then you continue. Okay, ice cream or snacks? Why don't both? Ice cream and snacks. And you just, you know, you, you take everything you find. And then we went home, we cooked it. And we were like, 10.30. Oh no. <laughs> we had to wait. So we waited up to 12 o'clock. And then we ate like never before. And that whole night I was just laying awake. Like feeling so bad. Feeling very, very bad. When you haven't been, been eating for a long time. You are just craving to eat something. It's not, not necessarily just one specific thing, but when you look on different options, you find a lot of different things you're hungry for, right? It's not just that one thing that you had in mind before, but when you see the grilled chicken or smell it, I mean, just smelling it is enough. Then you get hungry for it. Or when you go home and, 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 and you get this in your mailbox. I mean, so many newspapers. Even when you don't need anything and you start to go, go through and you find like semla, buy for 300 and buy a semla for one crown, you're like, that's so cheap. I just need a semla. And then you see all of these hockey, hockey things and you're like, I really need a new hockey stick. I haven't been playing for five years, but still I, I, I need a new hockey stick and a sleeping, really? This new sleeping, but you can sleep when there is snow outside. And, and you find a lot of good things that you, you just need to have. I mean, you didn't need it before you saw it in the newspaper, but now you really need it, right? You get hungry for what you see, what you're looking at. We don't need this anymore. I'm stopping this temptation. You know, 
Or if you go online, you're home, everything is fine, you're happy with your house, you're happy with, with, with what you're doing with your life, and you start to scroll through your Instagram. And when you're scrolling through, you see some friends, and you're like, wow, my friend Valti looks really cool with those glasses and that African shirt. And, and you keep scrolling, you're like, he has so many cool things. And then all of a sudden, you I mean, before you saw it, you felt like, I'm pretty cool, I'll... I'm, I'm all right at least but when you see it you just feel like I need to get cooler because you have seen this or you move on and you see this and you see John has he been out hunting he's been shooting this this whatever it is a deer or something and and I have never been hunting but when I see this I feel like I need to kill something too and I need to grill it and I need to eat I, I need to do something like this too I never even been hunting but when I see it I get hungry for it right or you keep scrolling and then you see Pastor Douglas, he's standing baking a cake. Have you ever seen a man like that? I mean, you can just imagine that cake is baking. And all of a sudden, I'm, I start to find my wife's cooking books. And I, I want to learn how to bake a cake because now I get hungry for it. I want to be this pro in cake baking too. Or this. Isaac is out traveling uh, for like 25 years, touring and seeing the world. And, and I just feel like I want to do that too. Why didn't I go? And you, for, a, for a while you just forget that you're a pastor, that you have three kids, that you are big. You forget about all of that. And you just feel like I want to be 20 traveling the world. And then you keep going and you see Samuel with his cool glasses and his cool helmet out biking. And, you, and then you want to buy a bike and you want to start biking because biking is like, biking is life. Or you keep scrolling and you see this mustache at Johannes and you feel like, whoa, I need a mustache. And I know my wife hates it, but still I want it because I get hungry for it when I see it. You know, when you see different things, you get hungry for it, right? And then you keep scrolling and you see this. Andreas Gustafsson, he's standing at the grill, he's grilling something, and you get hungry both to be that kind of grill pro, but also be that guy eating these burgers. And you keep scrolling, and you see that he's there the second day too. And then the third day when it's raining, he's still at the grill. I mean, he's grilling every day. And then you want to be that, you know, that grill master, grilling for breakfast, grilling for lunch, grilling for dinner, grilling all the time. And then you try to, you know, Try to calm yourself down and think, okay, everyone has something they're good at. Okay, so it's their thing. I'm probably good at something too. And you try to not be hungry in all directions. But then when you scroll through Andrea's Instagram and you see this, he's not just grilling, he's also this cool dad on the kids' birthday parties, you know. You can come as a pirate, he can come as different things. And then you realize that some guys are good at everything. And that makes you even more hungry to be this super dad that can do all kinds of things. By the way, you can book him down in the info desk right after the service. He can be pirate. He can be a Superman. He can be Anna and Elsa. He can be a lot of different things. If and it's cheap, so go down to the info desk right after this message. What you see is something that you get hungry for. You know, our body is craving different things, and it's not just that your body needs food, but it is. When you see something or you smell something or you hear about something, then your body can start to crave those different things. Uh, so it's the direction of your cravings. Not all good things that your body is craving is healthy or good for you. <laughs> and we can all testify about that. Um, but some things are healthy and your body 
needs it or wants it. But if you eat unhealthy for a while, then that's what you're craving. If you start to eat healthy, that is probably what you will start to crave too. Uh, I have two questions that I want to ask you and ask myself as I was preparing this message. What are you hungry for? If, if you're honest with yourself, what are you hungry for right now? What are you longing for? What is the longing of your heart? What are you hungry for? And the second question that we will speak about is this. Can you change what you're hungry for? I mean, if you really can change what you're hungry for, not just what you're disciplined doing or, 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 or try to do, but what you're desiring, what you're longing for. Can you change what you're really longing for and hungry for? I mean, if we can change it, then we can all probably make some better habits. And we can eat something better and we can be hungry for what really matters and not just for what is selfish or about ourselves but we can be hungry to make to make a difference and when i opened up the bible when i was studying this i mean i found some good news i found out that the bible is really speaking about this and i came to john chapter 6 and when i was reading john chapter 6 i can see jesus teaching his disciples about this it was a, a, a day when beside the, the lake of galilee and he gathered his, his 12, 12 disciples and people came from all different directions to hear Jesus speak. You know, Jesus had performed some signs and wonders and he'd been healing some sick people. So now the crowd came just to hear him speak. They were longing to hear the voice of Jesus and see what he was going to do. And not just the man. I mean, it was 5,000 men coming to hear Jesus. And then on top of that, you had women, you have children. So if you have 5,000 men, 5,000 women and maybe 10,000 kids, if you're a Sweden and you have two kids per couple, I mean it's a lot of people, maybe 20,000 people were gathering together to hear Jesus speak. And when all of the people came, the disciples started to get excited, now Jesus will do his thing again and they're all getting excited. But then Jesus turns to them and asks his question, so what should we give them to eat? And the disciples start to think. You know, when Jesus asks something, it's not because he don't know the answer. It's not like God don't know what to do. And he's panicking and he's asking you, how should we solve this? No, he's asking because he wants them to think. And they want to hear what's on their mind and what's on, what's on their heart. And then Philippus starts, he's like, he starts to count the people. And he's like, even if we took a half year of wages, we couldn't buy enough food to give them one bite each. And then he says, okay, someone else that have a better solution. And, and now comes Andrew. He's bringing this boy. He's like, I found this boy. He has some food with him. It's like five bread and two fishes. But I'm, I mean, it's not enough for all of these people. What should we do with that? And probably the other disciples had some solutions that didn't, didn't really work either. And then Jesus said, okay, let's, let's bring the boy to me. And we're jumping into John, uh, John's gospel chapter 6 and verse 10 because Jesus is is teaching them a lesson here Jesus is teaching them a lesson uh, about their focus and uh, because we see things in a humanly way very often but he sees it in a higher way we see what is natural but God sees what is supernatural he's counting in the miracles he's counting in that he's God that have created everything and he can do everything without I mean out of nothing and when you take in that in your math, you have not the solutions to your problem. 
and I the, the disciples have lost that perspective and I think that often we can lose that perspective and when I'm checking myself I should be honest often I'm facing a problem and it's not always my first response to think about this supernaturally but I go to my natural sense how can I do this how can I pay this bill how can I solve this solution and when I've been trying a couple of times it's often first then I go down on my knees and say God can you fix this for me but the more we can think supernatural and and count in God in our problem I mean if it's enough big enough to worry about it's big enough to pray about it so we should pray about different things we should involve God knowing that he is a supernatural solution for our problem and, and I think that when we don't our hunger for God disappears uh, our hunger goes to what we're looking at and if we just look to our work to our friends for a solution that's where our hunger goes but when we start to look on God that's where our hunger goes uh, so a good question to ask yourself is this what are you praying about are you praying some prayers right now that is impossible for you to accomplish by yourself or are you just praying prayers that you can almost do if you're a little bit lucky you know or are you praying prayers, prayers that I cannot accomplish this but God I need you because when I find myself in a situation that I really need God to intervene in my life that's when I get humble that's when I get hungry because I know I cannot no matter how hard I try fix this by myself I need to pray and ask God for his miracle because without this miracle I I can't accomplish this so I think this is a lesson about what is natural and supernatural go for what is supernatural and I also think that you cannot really lose your hunger you cannot lose your hunger but you can change the focus of your hunger uh, and all of a sudden what you focus on that's where your hunger is going so it's all about your focus what do you focus your hunger on okay let's read this text John 6 and 10 Jesus said have the people sit down there was plenty of grass in the place and it's a town about 5,000 men were, uh, were there Jesus then took the loaves and uh, loaves gave thanks distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted he did the same with the fish when they had all had enough they, uh, to eat the disciple he said to the disciples gather the pieces that are left over let nothing be wasted so they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with the pieces and the five bar uh, barley loaves left Oh, uh, left over those who had eaten okay I want you to see this now and um, there is a miracle happening in three stages here there is first of all a boy two fishes five bread they're bringing it to Jesus when he give what he has God is going to do a miracle with that then Jesus is taking it he's breaking it blessing it thanking God and when he breaks it there is a miracle taking place the disciples have now been brought bringing 12 baskets there are one there are 12 disciples and one basket each and Jesus is breaking the bread and breaking the fish and he starts to distribute it to all these different baskets and if you can calculate a bit you know five bread it doesn't go well with 12 baskets but the miracle is happening here when Jesus is breaking it and he can fill all the different baskets with bread and fish 
And now the disciples go out and the people are sitting down in groups of, of 50 and 100 and, and they go to the first group, you know, Peter is handing out and Andrew is handing out and, and they're giving to 50 people and, 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 and with amazement they look at the basket and see that there is, they still have food in the basket. So they go to the next group and here is 100 people and they start to distribute it to them and, and when they have done there is still food, food in their basket. And when they've been distributing to everyone they can find they have nothing left and they go back to Jesus and they find out that that all disciples have been distributing all the food and everyone is now sitting eating and they're probably thinking will this be enough and now people are eating as much as they want as much as they can eat and when they are done when they have no you know they cannot eat anything more Jesus says let's not waste this take your basket go out and gather it and they gather a full basket each and when they're coming back I think they think like you know miracles often happen step by step you don't always realize it it's no like happening when Jesus is breaking the bread but all of a sudden they're coming back and like we have everything left this is what you gave us and this is what we have left it's a miracle and Jesus says you're a prophet no you don't need to be a prophet to understand it's a miracle he's like what did you do and the hunger in their life, I mean, just exploded. Jesus, you used us. You used me, Jesus, to perform this miracle. And they got hungry after more of Jesus. Now, if you continue to read the story, you can see that the disciples, they want to go over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus, he wants to go and pray. He's tired of the people. He's like, I'm going to be by myself and pray. He's going up on the mountain. The disciple is taking the boat to the other side. And in the middle of the night, as they're in their boat, you can take up that boat. They're on the sea in the boat. And now all of a sudden they see someone coming walking on the water. And first they get afraid and it's like shouting out, it's a ghost. And then someone says, no, I, I think it's actually Jesus. And someone says, yeah, I think it's G." And then Simon Peter is calling out, Jesus, if it's you, call me to come and he's saying come come Peter and now Peter is stepping out of that boat as the first man who except Jesus walking on water and he's now walking towards Jesus he has never done that before but he's so hungry after being used by God to perform this miracle okay and after he's been doing this they're coming over to the other side and and now it's a new day it's a new morning and when this morning comes, um, when this morning comes, the people start to look for Jesus again on the other side of, of, of uh, on the other side of the lake. They're looking for him. They're wondering where is Jesus? Okay. What I want you to see is that the disciples have been used by God. They've done something ordinary, but in the hands of Jesus, it was turned into a miracle. Handing out bread is a very simple task. But in the hands of God, it can be a miracle. When we have people on the first service here translating, they're just translating it, the message. But when they are translating it, someone that couldn't hear the message otherwise will hear it and they can have their life change. What a guy from Afghanistan on the first service, he couldn't understand English or Swedish, but someone's just translating it. So he understood the gospel and he gave his life to the Lord. What is that? That is a miracle because you're serving when someone is practicing like crazy playing the guitar or the drums 
and they're coming here and they are serving God with a gift. All of a sudden people are coming into the presence, ushered by these gifts. You do something ordinary, but in the hands of God it's a miracle. Or when the, when the people serving in the cafe is coming early in the morning, starting to prepare a lunch or food uh, that creates an atmosphere where we can all sit, have fellowship. And in the midst of this fellowship, loneliness is being broken connection is being made God is go doing things so so you take your gift you're serving with your gift but in the hands of Jesus it can be a miracle or when the ushers is coming I've seen the ushers sometimes going trying to correct the chairs with straight lines and vacuum cleaning some parts that someone been missing and, and and trying to put up the table on the right place in the right time you know doing all of these simple things but in the hands of God it can help out to create an atmosphere where people can meet with God and have their life change and I think that is good news because we can be used by God with our gifts if we are simply serving him and he can turn it into a miracle and I think that we yes come on I think that we have to continue to doing that we need to have that hunger in our church because we are happy for what God has brought us 10 years with his church but we know that there is a city that is big we know that there is a city that we should serve we know that there is a city that is to be won for Jesus Christ we know that the gospel needs to go out on every street in every place in the city we know that there is many people with empty hearts longing for a message about Jesus longing for the life the, the life and the love that he has he has given us and, and and when you are serving with your gifts in the hands of God it can be a miracle now on the other side the people came they were looking for Jesus they were wondering where is he they were looking all over they found him on the other side of the lake and here it's Jesus says to them he says that very truly I tell you you are looking for me not because you saw the sign signs I performed but because you ate the loaves and how do you feel do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For, for on God the Father has placed a seal of approval. When I read this, uh, when I read this, I felt the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Okay? Because the people before, they came to Jesus because they have seen signs. They came because they have seen miracles. They came to hear the teaching of Jesus. They were longing for his presence and longing to see what he should do. But now they have received his blessings. They have received food to eat. And now they didn't come for the miracles. They came for the bread. They came to eat fish, bread. And something is happening when you've been following Jesus for a while. If you start to come for him. And not because of his presence, but you're coming to be served. You're coming to receive. You're coming because you want something. And I don't say it's the, it's the wrong thing first, first time you're coming because you want, you're just curious. But sometimes people is losing their hunger for Jesus. They're getting tired of church and they're coming just expecting bread. I want to eat something. That is the purpose why you're coming to church or your life group. I want to have something to eat and after a while you don't, don't just want bread, you want some, some cheese on top, you want some toast, 
you know you want some 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 salami you want some some pizza you want it served in a special way and you wonder why doesn't the message touch me anymore why doesn't the worship you know why is not the worship like it used to be it doesn't touch me anymore and 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 and, and you wonder why is something wrong is something wrong with me what is wrong is that you have misunderstood christianity because you, you when you've been a believer when you're met with Jesus it's not just about you receiving something but it's about you giving something it is not just about you being served but it's about you serve it's not just about you receiving but it's about you giving the disciples hadn't received it I mean for them they couldn't care less if they didn't get any bread that day because they've been handing out bread they've been part of the miracle they have seen the glory of God and they know we I don't want anything else when, when I have experienced the goodness of God at times when he has used me uh, to touch other people's life I feel I'm content I don't need anything else all I want is to serve Jesus all I want is to see someone more being changed by this love all I want is to see someone more being touched by Jesus and then all of a sudden you're excited for more you get hungry for more if you have lost your hunger for Jesus maybe you're looking on the wrong thing and you're doing the wrong thing but if you start to serve then you will be hungry you know I, I, I learned this when I was a teenager when I turned 15 my dad he gave me a, a I think you say a chainsaw and clothes to work in the forest and it was a nice gift for him because every Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, he came knocking my door. We're leaving in 30 minutes. And I've been up late and, and you have to wake up and you go out into the forest and you, you're cutting down these trees and you're dragging these trees to different pines and, and you're working hard. Really like, like manly work. <laughs> and, and after a couple of hours he brought up the backpack and the food that my mom had been packing. And, and when you start to eat this, this food, I tell you, I didn't, it didn't care what kind of food that she had been packing. It didn't care if she had salami or egg or cheese or nothing on the sandwiches. We ate whatever was in that backpack because you were hungry. When you're serving God... When you're using what you have, when you're coming to church, when you're opening up your Bible, you're eating whatever is there and it will fill you. When you're coming in to worship, you don't even need a good looking, good worship leader like Roman here. I mean, standing up there shouting and, and trying to share you on. You are worshiping even if there is no worship because you are so hungry for God so it's not all about us being fed it's about us start to serve the disciples had been serving they've been part of the miracle they didn't stay with Jesus because of bread they stayed because of his presence they stayed because they have had a life change and now the people is coming they're speaking with Jesus and 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 they misunderstand that it's more blessed to give than to receive and um, and let me see let me see yes uh, Jesus says here in verse in verse 28 he says that then they asked him what must we do um, what must we do to do the work God requires Jesus answered the work God requires is this to believe in the one he has sent 
Okay, so what must, must we do? It's not about you doing a lot of things. It's not about you earning a lot of things. No, it is about you serving because you have been you're met with his presence and out of the love for Jesus you are living a life in faith you are believing in the son of God and because you believe in him you're acting differently your life are differently because you've been touched and you've been changed by him I remember when, when a couple of years ago we had a guy in our church that many of you know that is is, is pastor today Douglas a big African man and 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 it was a small uh, Asian guy that came to church and was saved and and it was really changed by God and after a while I asked him so so how did you get saved it was like the first time I came into this church I was walking down its stairs and I was wondering what kind of creepy place is this and then I was I met just a big smile I could not really see him it was just these white teeth and it was a big African man and he was hugging me and was lifting me up and I said welcome to church and he let me down and I just felt like I never been welcomed like this anywhere else this feels like a special place and it was touched by something and he came in here and he was being saved and changed by God. What was that? One man serving in the door, sharing the love of Christ in a special way that would freak some people out but it was winning this man for Christ, right? When you serve, you will be hungry for more. When you're met with God, you will be hungry for more. I want to say that there is more for you. No matter how long time you've been walking with God, you are not done. You haven't arrived. There is always more. There is a new miracle. There is something new He wants to tell you. There is a new blessing. But go into it to be used by Him. Be willing like the disciples say, I can carry a basket. I can hand out bread I can do whatever it takes but include me Jesus I want to see your miracles I want to see you touching the people and then he is going to use you and you will feel my hunger is back and you starve you coming back to church on Sunday you're like give me something to eat and it no matter what kind of preaching or message there is you are taking it all and you feel it is great you know but but there is when you do nothing then you'll sit and criticize, I feel like the light was not really on top today and the worship was not really so good and that preacher was screaming too loud. But when you're hungry, you take what you get, right? All right, there is a new season and we need to eat more to be able to keep on doing the work that God has called us to. And you will see there is a joy coming to you when you're eating what God has for you. So my question was this, what are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? What are you longing for? What is the desire in your life? Okay, and the other one is, can you change what you're hungry for? And I think you can. If you have missed that, I think you can. I think you can look on something else. I think you, you have to smell something else. You have to be around people that is on fire for God. And you'll see how that hunger is coming back. When I was 17 years old, I was living for myself. I was trying to become a football pro player. And I want to say like all other people, all other guys that have been doing sports and stopped, if I would just continue, I would be succeeding. <laughs> I hated those people when I was playing. I was like, yeah, but you didn't continue. You didn't continue to work out hard. That's why you're not there. But everyone is saying, yeah, if I just understood how good I was, I would be a pro today. 
but uh, my life was centered around me everything was about me and I was tired of that and I was tired of that life but then I came around some people that was on fire for God that was living living a life when they saw his miracle when they heard his voice we were living in an exciting Christian life when they were led by the Holy Spirit and guided by him and when I heard about these stories it was something in it that was drawing me I got hung hungry for that life and I remember how I surrendered my life because I've been a Christian for for a long time I was a Christian but I was not hungry for more of Christ I was thinking so what kind of sins can I do and still go to heaven <laughs> you know like how far away can I go and still have my ticket into heaven but when I when I met with this Christianity and these people I got hungry for more of God and when I kneeled down I surrendered my life I didn't want to try these different sins that I thought was exciting before I was like what can I put away from my own life what can I throw off me that hinders me to to walk in the absolute presence of God and hear his voice I wanted to be as close as possible I think that today God is stirring a hunger in your heart he's stirring up something in your spirit so you will be hungry for more because God has more things in store for you can we stand up together when when Jesus was walking beside uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee he saw Simon and his brother Andrew they were casting net into the lake for they were fishermen and Jesus said come follow me and I will send you to fish for people and at once they left their net and was following Jesus you know when when Jesus was calling for them he did not even stop he was walking by the Sea of Galilee saw these people and said come if you want to you can follow me and I have a mission for you and he kept on walking and they, they had to through the net and run after Jesus Jesus is not begging you to come but he's inviting you if you want to if you're hungry for more if you're sick and tired of that old life he has more things for you and he has a mission and a purpose for you so you can give food you can give bread to other people so they can have their life change and experience Jesus all right we will do what we're doing every service and that is to give a you have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm if you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.